episode 9 of the Story Garden Pod, and I'm your host and story gardener, Megan Lang. This week, I want to start the episode with a shout out to my newest Patreon supporter, Sayward. If you, too, want to become a Patreon supporter, visit patreon.com backslash storygardenpod today. I can't wait to share more with you. Now, I'll keep this short and sweet because today's episode is extra special but a little bit long. It's June, and that means it's Pride Month. This episode was recorded on location at the Affirming Hendersonville event, hosted by The Collab, with support from Earth First Plant Company and Willow Tree Therapy. I'm thankful to these businesses for allowing me to capture a few stories from the event. We'll hear stories from six different members of the LGBT plus community, as well as a wrap-up chat with the event organizers. Please be aware that the first story has mention of suicide and several of the stories mention bigotry and bullying. At the same time, there is a great deal of joy shared in these stories, and I hope you leave as inspired as I did. I'll keep the transitions to just music and let each storyteller introduce themselves so you won't hear me again until the end. Now that the details are handled, are you ready? It's time to grab a drink, pull up a chair, and join us in the story garden. My name is Jade Wiggins. I am a licensed professional counselor. So I uh, graduated with my master's in 2017. I've been working full time as a therapist since then. Awesome. Okay. Now tell me a story if you have one to share. Okay. So one of the things that really motivates me um, to work especially with the LGBTQ population, is that I had a, I've had one client die by suicide. And um, that person was a gay male. And I, I think about him a lot. Yeah. And it's a really interesting experience to be um, a therapist who's experiencing this type of grief. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't talk about it with anyone. Right. Because there are, <laughs> there are lots of privacy rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So wasn't able to attend the funeral, um, stuff like that. But, you know, I just think, I, I don't know why, but I think about his painted nails. Um, I think about, you know, I, as a therapist, you hear people's innermost thoughts and feelings and so um you know had he been thinking about the boy at school he had a crush on or you know and things like that and the and really it came out that that there was a lot of bullying yeah Yeah. and that was kind of the final straw for him Mm mm-hmm and um, I, you know, I was, I was very affirming before that, but I think after that, it just reinvigorated this it's sense. Like a, a 
switch or something, like going from yes. the light being on to like full blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, I'm not going to be, you know, silent anymore about being affirming. Yeah. I'm an interesting place as far as um, every now and then I'll call myself an ally um, because I, I'm i bisexual, yeah. um, but I'm straight passing because I'm married to a man. Yes. That's a whole different <laughs> can of worms, too. Like, I have a lot of friends who are in that place, and they're like, I don't even know if I can put myself in the rainbow because I'm straight passing, and how do you, yes. like, what do you do with that? And I'm like, well... Yes, yes, absolutely. As like, um, as someone who's straight passing, it's, yeah, it's a whole different experience and you don't want to feel like you detract from others because I think one time I was on a panel of, um, you know, LGBTQ therapists and stuff and that's amazing yeah it was very cool (laughs) I was it was an honor um and uh they were they asked to share some of your own personal struggles that you had experienced but specifically um you know oppression or judgment because of your identity and because I'm straight passing I ha- I your experiences were so very different. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I Ooh. you know I often I don't get a lot of because I'm uh, cisgender, yeah. pre- present feminine. I don't experience oppression the same way that others do, and I didn't want to center myself in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, when that wasn't my yes. story to tell. Yes, yeah. makes you think. Yeah, yeah. But one of the one thing that someone told me one time is that your queerness is still valid. Yes. And yes. even as a straight passing person. Yes. And I thought um, that was really encouraging. Yeah. And it came from a person who probably gets a lot of hate because of how they present and who yeah. they love. And they still were like, Jade, your queerness is valid. It's real and it's yours. Yeah. You own it. Yeah. yeah. So wow. that was lovely. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. My name is Julia Garnett, and I'll be a senior at Hendersonville High School and I consider myself definitely an activist, and I lead our GSA and Young Women's Studies clubs at HHS. <laughs> I'm here with the Queer Youth Unity Project, a project we started a few months ago to just raise awareness for some of the like struggles that queer youth face in our community, yeah. and we're just here raising money um, to be able to hold events for people across Sumner County in the queer community, and we'd also like to be able to donate to some GSAs besides yeah, our own. Yes. Because, um, well, some people don't even have GSAs, so we'd like to raise awareness about that so, like, other schools can have yeah, GSAs. Yeah, so, I, and I know that um, several of the Sumner County schools don't have yeah, GSAs. Yeah, so, um, Do you have a fund set up for that? Yeah, we have a GoFundMe. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a story. Okay, so um, I took 
several months to come out to like my family. I was actually out to my friends first, uh, I guess like two summers ago. So, whatever time that was. We're young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I came out to like my best friend over Pinterest Messenger. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because I was afraid that my dad was gonna like see it. And so, he, oh, got it. So okay. I just didn't want him to know yet. Although I didn't even know Pinterest had Messenger. <laughs> I'm yeah, they did. Okay. So that's how um, I came out to my best friend. Um, I, I, <laughs> and then I proceeded to like just kind of not do anything. Like I, I watched yeah. Pride from afar. I was in New York with my grandparents at the time. Um, so I just kind of like, I guess online like I just read everything like I watched yeah. everything um so it was nice I guess I like, learned a lot yeah, about the yeah, community yeah. like the first thing I did was like research all the flags and like yes. learn everything yeah um, to kind of, well I had I was trying to figure out like which one I identified with so yeah I did that for a while and then I came out to like my sister because um she would like kind of like guess almost but not she'd be like do you like any guys in your grade? I'd be like, no. Do you like any guys outside of your grade? No. Do you like anyone? Well, maybe. <laughs> like, she never... She never <laughs> straight out was like, do you like girl? Yeah. So that went on for a while, and finally I, like, played her some song. And, like, yeah. I, she finally got it um, probably in, like, October-ish. Yeah. Um, and then she would keep asking me, like, oh, when are you going to come out to her parents? Like, and I was like, I don't know. Because they're, they, I knew they'd be, like, really accepting. I think I just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I don't know, like, to be out for everyone. Yes. Um, so I just kind of waited until, I think, like, end of November yeah, for a while. Yeah. And I make stuff. So, like, stickers and pins and stuff. So. Did you make? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. So I was making like stickers and I just like randomly decided, okay, I don't want to like wait anymore. Yeah. I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna make stickers and give it to them and they'll just know. Well, they should have already known because I decorated my entire room with like rainbow stuff everywhere. And my mom's like, wow, you're a really good ally. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, mom, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And then my, my phone had like a lesbian wallpaper and I had like little widgets and I was like, I am gay in big letters, so they didn't know. They just weren't paying attention. Yeah, or they probably knew and were just like, yeah, we're, like, we're going to leave it. So um, I gave them stickers that said proud parent of a gay daughter and my dad like put his on his Peloton and still has it up there. I know, it's really sweet. Yeah. Um, 
and I outed myself with all my teammates by accident <laughs> because I wore a shirt like I never saw them and I figured oh well they'll just know from Instagram but I don't follow all of them or I didn't and they don't follow so, all yeah so like I was like okay well and then we had like a team signing and I wore a shirt that said being gay is like glitter it never goes away to that and I was like in a picture with everyone and I was like at the meeting with people who had said things that were like really questionable, well not really questionable, like really bad. Yeah. And they were there. I was like, well, they're graduating. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I added myself to my soccer team. But I've had some really amazing like supportive people as Good. well. And my sister's on the team now, so Great. I think it's gotten better as the years have gone by. And hopefully it so, keeps doing that. Yeah. Now, well, congratulations <laughs> on accidentally outing yourself to the soccer team, yep. but purposefully outing yourself mm -hmm. to your parents. Oh, and later I found out my dad, yes, he did know. The whole he told my mom that, but he didn't tell me. And I was like, well, you know what? Like, no. Cool, okay. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. <laughs> My name is David Lowe. I am a retired opera singer from the Metropolitan Opera. Retired. Retired, but not from music, just from the Met Opera. Mm. Okay. So that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, moved here to Hendersonville two years ago mm -hmm. to pursue other musical things or what we're going to do in the next part of our lives. Yeah. My husband and I. The story I would like to tell. It's kind of two things. Um, Michael and I, my husband Michael and I, have been talking a lot about this since moving here because uh, we've lived our almost our entire life in New York City. We're both in the arts. And I think about this all the time. I'm originally from Joplin, Missouri, but I moved to New York when I was 19. And... Uh, to go to Juilliard, and then I didn't go very far. I went across the street to the Met, and then, but the reason I feel both Michael and I feel so lucky to have chosen that path because I have never ever experienced bigotry, and that's a really rare thing to say until I moved here to Hendersonville. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and. Um, it was two instances, and but I've you know I quickly got over them, and uh, I thought I thought you know that's their loss. Mm -hmm. I was hired to sing at two different things, and then both of them canceled because they found out that I was married to a man. <clears throat> yes, and I never ever had that happen to me in New York City, and in school. At Juilliard, I was surrounded by such a diversity, yeah. such, I mean, people from all over the world and, you know, Asian and black and yeah. uh, I just never thought about it, never thought that any kind of bigotry or bias, you know, just wasn't a part of... It wasn't a, a regular part of your life. No. And I never felt it in New York either. I never felt... Um, 
you know, I never felt scared. I was never in a situation where I was nervous about being around right. other people, and uh, I just, I don't understand that. Yeah. And it was just, um, so we feel, I feel lucky. I grew, even growing up in Joplin, which is a small town, yeah. 60,000 people, I didn't know very many black people. Um, they were on the other side of town. Yeah. And one black girl went to my high school. Mm-hmm. And she was fantastic. And they nominated her and crowned her uh, one of the queens. Good. Which was great. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say... By the time I was a junior and senior, and I was in all the musicals and plays and in the music department, I think a lot of people knew I was gay. <laughs> you didn't have to come out yeah. to them, they just no. guessed. And I, I think, I, and I was still friends with the football players and the cheerleaders and, you know, the normal kids and um, I didn't feel any different yeah. being gay and I, I didn't feel any bias toward me or hatred toward me for being that, you know. Yeah. Um, they all thought I was going to move to New York and be a, the next Broadway big star. So you basically <laughs> were just kind of opera, not Broadway. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I met a teacher that introduced me to opera and that was it for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I moved to New York and, yeah. In terms of, so, like, you experienced some bigotry here, mm-hmm. but you found community here. Sure, yeah. Which is... Was it hard? hard? Definitely hard. I mean, meeting you and meeting the Sumner Dems, you know. Yeah. It's a community, and we've uh, we've met, you know, quite a few people that I call friends, you know, and... Yeah. It feels like a community. Well, I am very grateful that y'all moved here. Yeah, thank you. We're, you know. We are too. We're, you know, it's just taken a little bit time to get used to it. And, yeah. And to know that, you know, that's not everyone's going to like us. We have neighbors that turn around and go back into their house when they see us and haven't spoken to us in two years. And that's, that's okay. They're lost. They're lost. Because of that. Checking the box for bisexual and then quickly going to the next page. <laughs> um, 
35-year-old woman married to a man, um, you know, all the cis straight, you know, like a, a yeah. p- passing. Um, I found an article which was really like helpful and affirming, which was called, uh, the title includes late onset, or uh, sorry, adult onset bisexuality, yeah. which I really identified with. And so that are just different things that I came across it. And so, unfortunately, for unrelated reasons, um, my marriage ended last year. And we decided it was time to um, acknowledge the good and yeah. move on. So we did that. And I kind of decided I have my boys half the time. Yeah. And the half time I don't have them with their dad. I wanted to go out and meet people. And so I tried this whole online dating thing. Um, Yes, correct. But amazingly, it led to meeting um, my fiance now, whose name is Hannah. Um, And very long story short, um, she was was living and working in Augusta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not looking for long distance, but she was open to it. And um, she, so... So yeah, so we're together. She lives here now, Yay. Um, and she moved here to be with me and also to accept a job Great. at a church here, um, which leads to what I'm going to share with you today. Um, so basically, I she was very upfront about her faith and her job and all of that, and um, she worked in youth ministry. So there was an overlap of as a mom of youth. Um, right. She doesn't have any kids of her own, um, but we, you know, I was, and I was very upfront that I was raised Catholic. You yeah. had stopped going to church in college for a variety of reasons. You know, having to do with the person I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the new priest at the campus church. Things going on in my family, um, and I didn't like. I didn't super miss it. There were definitely times. Um, I got married in the Episcopal Church where yeah. my dad was raised, my grandparents were members, because that felt right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I considered going back, and then after moving to Tennessee 11 years ago, of course, most people say, you know, um, what's your name? <laughs> How old are your kids? Do you have a church home? Which I found really obnoxious. Are you Baptist or Methodist? Right, right. And so I actually did consider going to the Methodist church a few times. But it just it just wasn't a big part of my life. Very busy with my kids, with work, other things. So I was up front about that with Hannah. And then I just kind of have a general, I mean, like I was talking with guys outside selling soap. And he said, you know, I really like that Jesus guy. Not such a big fan of a lot of his followers. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of how I felt too. So I was up front about all that with Hannah. And, you know, she feels very much the same way. She does work for a church and she acknowledges there are issues, yeah, you know, yeah. there um, with how a lot of Christians act and right. with how, you know, some things that the church, generally speaking, does. Yeah. So she was very non pushy about it. I went with her to church at her former church in Augusta just to learn more and explore. And then she got the job here. Um, I found Second Presbyterian Nashville by searching for an affirming place we could go together when she was visiting. Yeah. Um, and so, because I'm a researcher, so I started looking <laughs> into. I started looking into P- <laughs> PCUSA. What do they believe? Yeah, you know, yeah. um, like 
how can you be queer and work for a church? You know, that kind of thing. So found Second Presbyterian. One thing led to another. She ended up getting a job there, and I went with her to support her in her yeah. job. And the first Sunday I went, just because they, they were introducing her, the second Sunday she worked there, they're like, why don't you do all the readings? So, to her, not me. Oh, but, I, but I went with still. her, still. But I went with, so I went again to support her. Yeah. And truly after that second time, it was just such, I mean, I don't even, like, I don't really know how to explain it, but it, just to be welcomed and affirmed for exactly who I am, not people tolerating, but truly excited for yeah. us. And I wanted to go back yeah. and wanted to go back again. And we are engaged and I um, decided, you know, I, <laughs> we were driving to Costco and I was like, what, what would you think about getting married at, at the church? Yeah. And I swear she almost drove off the road. She yeah. was like, oh, make sure I that, you know, but it was um, just the, yeah, just the experience. I mean, it, it was like a hard right turn. Yeah. From how I have felt about just ambivalence, yeah. To between that ambivalence, skepticism, and sometimes outright hostility toward organized religion for 16 years, yeah. To just like finding my people, and so anyway, she and I joined the church officially today, and it was very, very sweet and fun. And of course, I mean, church, you know, church, churches are made up of people. Right. People are not perfect. I don't expect that, um, but. The values line up with my values, and yeah. so anyway, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not gonna become one of those people who's like, "Hi, what's your name? You know, where do you work? Do you have a church home?" I'm yeah. not gonna do that. But it is, it is exciting to find a place that is, you know, truly, affirming. truly affirming and lives out the values they they espouse. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's how I roundabout way of found my way, you know. Found my way to my, my own sexuality and uh, back back to church somehow. That's amazing. Really enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, wow. <laughs> I know. Right? I love it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Rebecca's coming back one day for a full episode, <laughs> so this will be great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. I know that I said you wouldn't hear me again until the end, but I did want to jump in with a little note. This upcoming story is told by two high school students who approached me at the event when they heard I was collecting stories for a podcast. I have edited out their last names kind of awkwardly uh, because they're young and it feels like the right thing to do. So when you hear a few glitches around their names know that that is why now here are a and aiden i hope you enjoy my name is a i should go by birdie sometimes cool um i don't have a name for my gender but at this point it's just like birds perfect I am going to be a sophomore at Hendersonville High School. Uh, I'm the treasurer for the Hendersonville High School GSN. Perfect. And I'm the youngest person on the GSA team. I'm 14. Cool. Okay. 
Alright, so my name is Aiden. I'm 15. I'm going to be a junior at Hendersonville High School. So it feels weird to say, but uh, yeah. And I am the social media manager for our club, so I just do like the Instagram and I just do a lot of promotion. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me your story. Come and start. Yeah. Alright, so it was more just, um, so I feel like a lot of people when they talk, it's like they don't, it's more like they start figuring out, or I guess in like shows, it's portrayed as, um, oh, like I don't know what I like, or I don't know, like something feels off about me. But for me, it was more just like, it was really just, I kind of got bullied a lot just for being like different. And there, and I kind of like felt different, but I didn't really understand like why, or like, I don't know, like just in the back of my head, I just knew that like something was going to be different about me. And then like, I don't know, like, I didn't really do any research, it was just like, all of a sudden, I was like, like, 11 or 12, and it's just like, oh, I'm gay, <laughs> and it was just like, kind of because I remember, like, I feel like everyone's done, in, like, the am I gay test and stuff, and like, straight people don't take those quizzes, I know, yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, well, if I'm taking a quiz, and I'm trying to research what this is, and that, but then I'm not, I don't want to label it, and maybe yeah. I should just label it, and yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. No. Um, so, about coming out, I came out for like the first time to a friend, probably like, I, was, I think it was like a few months after, like I think I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. And then I, I got out, I got outed at, by, to my whole school when I was like 13, I think, just by some like people that were like, yeah. That happened to me when I was 11. Yeah. And then I also got outed to my entire sports team after I quit. So that was fun. And that was all in the same month. And then yeah. I chose to come out to my parents last just because mm -hmm. they kind of, I was very lucky to just have parents who were just kind of normalized it very yeah. well. And like, you know, like my mom, she's very good with um, like LGBTQ yeah. stuff. She's an ally. Yeah, I love his mom. Very yeah. much. Mm -hmm. So, so I just kind of. I didn't ever feel like I needed to come out with them. Like I, 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 like, I already felt like they knew, and it yeah. wasn't something that like I needed to announce. So like, I guess I told them by asking for like a pride fly for Christmas, but that and, oh. they, and they didn't give it to me either. It was more just like too soon. Like they would no, I asked too late. Oh, too late. It. Like they would have like give, like, they would have, but like it was like three days. Yeah, got it, got it. So that's a little, you know. Yeah, but cool. that was probably like the last people I like came out to. I don't know, like I just don't really think of it as coming out. I just think of it as something about me. And yeah, I mean, it's like, like you. it's not a big deal. Yeah. I feel like if you don't make it a big deal, then it's not gonna be a big deal. And that's just right. that's just how I want it to be. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So my coming out story is um. So my parents knew before me, because I had a girlfriend in first grade, but couldn't remember. Yeah. I just have a bad memory. Yeah. And I saw her around school, and every time she looked at me, I just go, why does she not like me? She, I forgot that we were... Got it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It was very funny. Um, and then I went through most of elementary school not knowing what being gay was. Yeah. Until I had a friend come out to me, and I went, oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, huh. That makes so much more sense yeah. about me. So yeah, I just kind of was chilling, and I found the words for it in like sixth grade. Well, 
the first words I used for it. Yeah. I came out to my mom in a Kroger parking lot. Yeah. Great choice. Interesting choice. I never came out to my dad because my mom did it for me. Got it. And then I came out to my grandma over Christmas by teaching her the gender spectrum throughout the day. And then on Christmas Eve, and her stocking was surprise. I'm not a girl. <laughs> it was great. She doesn't mention it yeah. really because, um, you know, I didn't really mention it after. Yeah. But the thing, but I was outed in sixth grade when I was 11 by people I thought were my friends. Yeah. And that was really hard. Because it's like, surprise. Like, people asked if I would start falling in love with them. And there was another gay boy in my class who was closeted. Yeah. And we were like really close friends. Yeah. Not because we liked each other that much, but because it was like, it was like those things where people can get, like, grouped together really easily mm-hmm. if they're like trans or gay. Yeah. And at some point it's like, we might as well be friends about it. Yeah. So I was friends with him, and I was friends with a lot of closeted queer people in yeah. middle school, and I was the only one that got outed, really. So they came to me yeah. more, and um, it was really hard because it was someone I thought was my friend, and I told her to shut up about it, and she went, "That's rude." Like, dude. Like you're dude. the rude one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I was still a doormat back then, so. And then, yeah, I moved to Hendersonville in seventh grade. Yeah. I used to live in Memphis. Okay. I loved Memphis. Yeah. And um, I came to Hendersonville, and Memphis is, like, a bit more accepting about it because it's, like, a bigger city, and it's more just... Yeah. Yeah. So I came to Hendersonville, and it was seventh grade, and I had a really close friend that I'm not going to name, and um, everybody thought we were dating, but thought it in a really weird way. Got it. And then it was eighth grade. She moved. It was a thing. Um, her parents said she wasn't allowed to talk to me anymore. And um, it was eighth grade, and my grandma died, so I was in and out a lot. And apparently, while I was going in and out. People were starting a bunch of rumors about me dating a bunch of different people. None of them were girls. It was just, you know. Yeah. Um, a bunch of my close friends. And then I had this really close friend who I would like hug a lot. Yeah. And yeah. And near the tail end of eighth grade, I got a partner. We aren't dating anymore, but um, I got a partner and the heckling about being gay got a lot worse. Because um, I had a lot of like queer friends yeah and it was a thing but there were like the popular queer people and the not popular ones and the popular ones were less accepting usually of like people who weren't like in their little boxes yeah and yeah so by this time i was going to a support group for queer people and i still go to that support group yeah Yeah, i still go there it's really great i have a lot of really close friends there and um, yeah, and then I came to high school. So Aiden and I got put in this wrong biology class together. Yeah. So okay. we both went to the cafeteria to change it and he had his nails painted and I complimented them. Yeah. Yeah. I was very intimidated of him. I mean, he is taller than you. Yeah, yeah so I just- We don't mention that. 
Uh, saw them just like across the hallway because yeah. you like you can eat lunch and like, they have like benches and tables yeah. in the hallway so you can just eat lunch there. Not anymore, but yeah. My partner and my friend said come find me, and the cafeteria was like way too loud for my stuff, yep. so I was just sitting alone. And I went to Aiden, and like the second day, he was like, just come over here. I was like, come over here, yeah. It was really nice because through Aiden, I met a lot of other queer people in Hendersonville. Through Aiden, I met my current boyfriend. Awesome. Yeah, I will say like, it's nice to like, I don't really like, and at least for my experience, like I'm like the only like out gay dude at my school. So like, I'm kind of used to not having like, like a community of people like so it was just kind of i kind of just try to make friends with like everyone yeah you know, just, i guess not everyone but like just like with people that i think are nice i will say definitely when it was mentioning like popular for people yeah. at school and stuff it's more kind of i def i just feel like there's a lot of people that are trying to yeah. get not like there's a lot of people who just like are trying to not get I don't know I don't want to say like straight validation but they're trying to get validation from people yeah. that don't relate to them because yeah. like they want to see my cool or they want to be like oh I'm queer but like I'm not like one of those or yeah. whatever like which, that one LGB without the T trend where it's yeah, like, like that don't stand with trans people and it's just like I don't know I just don't really see that they don't. And it's like, if they don't see us as like people or whatever, they don't see, they just see you as a tool to be okay. And like, I hate to break it to you. But um, yeah, Aiden helped me um, get the confidence to go as my own preferred name in my biology class. Because I went by my dead name like every other class. And then the second semester, I went with my preferred name in every class because Aiden helped because I knew there was another like queer person in there and I went, no, it's A. And then the GSA, the only reason I had the confidence to run for office here is because I knew I could just text him and be like, hey. Awesome. And we talked about being queer at our school. People keep forgetting Aiden's bisexual. Oh yeah, that is a, that's just an issue in general. Yeah. I guess just with the thing is, it's basically, okay, so I identified as gay. Like when I first, um, well, I, when I first, like, was it, when I was younger, like, I knew I liked guys, yeah. but I wasn't sure about girls, but I was just kind of heard, like, oh, like, I've been, I've been called, like, gay, like, my whole life, so yeah. it was just kind of like a, oh, well, like, that's just what I am, yeah. and then when I got outed, it, I, I got outed as gay, so then everyone was like, oh, he's gay, he's gay, so then kind of when I guess came out on my own terms, I was like, I'm bi, because, like, I kind of wanted a more time to figure it out for myself, and that's just yeah. what I included to, so... It is hard because people kind of, they just don't see like, like, that I'm bi, like I'll have to tell people all the time, like, yeah, that's not exactly what I am. But even like now, like, it's just kind of like, as long as they like accept me, like I don't really yeah, yeah, care. Yeah. So, okay, is there anything that you would like to, like a word of advice or any like uh, final little? Don't settle. For especially like if you're in Tennessee or somewhere where being gay is not accepted, don't settle for something that is not what you deserve or that is not like the absolute like best for you mentally and physically. Yeah. Just because at least for me, I had just trying to make friends with queer people was hard because there were some that were just you know just because you're queer doesn't mean you're gonna bound to be friends and not to be besties right. with each other. Right. And I kind of just settled with people who were not very nice or not very good for me yeah. just because I wanted to have a sense of 
community with someone who is queer, but I would just say, don't settle for that. Settle for people that are gonna like truly be accepting and that are truly like they believe in the same things as you and they like have the same values. Like I would just yeah. say, like look lonely and hope an aid comes along. Like you don't need, yeah. Basically. Just look very lonely and hope an aid is there to help you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Look lonely and Aiden will come to save the day. Yeah. No matter where you are, Aiden will be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Awesome. I'm Sally Godero. Mm-hmm. I am the co founder of the collab. I'm from South Africa and I'm a mom and a wife and a part of the Q community. And we're excited to chat to you today. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, I'm Emma Frost. I'm from uh, Earth First Plant Co. Or I'm with Earth First Plant Co. I'm a student. Uh, I love plants. I love animals. Um, I'm a queer woman, so this is really important mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. And I'm Emma Holland. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, co-founder of The Collab. And I'm a mom and a wife and a lover of lots of things and a doer of more things. Um, but, yeah, just excited that this this event exists and this day exists and that we're here in a, in a space that welcomes it. Yeah. So. I'm Lauren Nicely. Um, I'm the owner of Earth First Plant Co. I'm a wife, a plant lover, and I'm an ally. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This was affirming Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. And where did the idea come from for the event? And then why did you do it? Um, so I was thinking about what are we going to do in June? It's Pride. We've, we've been in our space for about a month and a half. And it's Pride Month, and so I was like, I was going to Pride in Nashville, and there's never anything to do up here. Right. And so I was like, initially I was like, I should just do like the LGBTQ, you know, gathering for people who are part of the community, so I can mm-hmm. like meet people, and we still probably will do that. Mm-hmm. Then started thinking about like, why don't we just do a market? Why don't we just yeah. do it? And so it just started like organically growing into, because we're very good markets, we've done a ton of them before, and so we were like what if we could create an event where we bring every, all the affirming businesses, people who are allies, local organizations, um, church communities, students, anyone just into our space because yeah. we are, you know, we're business owners mm-hmm. now and we want to lead with our values yeah. and yeah. we want to lead with our hearts and so we want to make sure that people understand that we are a safe and inclusive space and yeah. so we obviously are doing something during Pride. Yeah. Like it's not even a question. Yeah. And so we came up with the idea of affirming Hendersonville because um, I think especially in the South, especially in this area, you know, the affirming part of that is not as um, you know, there aren't that many affirming churches, there aren't that many affirming communities. And so we wanted to really highlight really those resources that are available mm-hmm. to the community and to make it clear that you are not alone, even mm-hmm. if you aren't in Nashville or you're yeah. not in New York or in LA, right? So 
I grew up, and just like backstory, I grew up in South Africa, and I my, my biggest dream was to go to a different pride in different countries every single year for pride. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a bucket list, yeah. because I've always seen the prides in LA and in yeah. London, and it's like, mm. it was the best time, yeah. because it's just so much love, and so, like, just mm. epitome of just love. That's all people want to do during pride. So. Anyway, so I was like, how do we bring it here? How do we make it our own? And I don't even know how you guys find out about it, but we have a, um, um, I started talking to Shaler, who was, she, she couldn't give you here today, but she's also one of the co therapy. Yes, mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. She, um, she was in a room where I was thinking about it. I was like, hey, do you want to, you know, what do you think of this? And like, bounce things around her phone. And she was like, I'd love to be involved. And so then, I think the next day you came in. Yeah, yeah, so I was going to therapy over here and I was like, I'm gonna, I called Lauren and I was like, I'm gonna pop my head in and like see what's going yeah. on. Like, can, how can I be a part of this? So I like poked my head in and I was like, hey, so this pride thing, this affirming Hendersonville, how yeah. can we be involved? Like, I'm on summer break. I'd love to, you know, be a part of that. So that's kind of It's crazy because we have in. literally <laughs> just been talking about how can we plan something for Gallatin? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like, okay, it's going to take us like a year to plan. Mm-hmm. We've never ride. done anything, led anything like yeah. that. Yeah, right. I had no right. idea where to start. So it just, I feel like it was just perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just worked out. Yeah, and Fabi and I are the mindset of like, let's just do it. Yeah. We'll just figure it out and we just make it happen. And so, so glad to do it together. Yeah. And, to, you know, to know that we can like, we can figure it out together and like show that you all that, we could just put on an event, you know, yeah. like yeah. you could just put on an yeah. event, you know. I think that's what makes us all a good match because yeah. we are a little more timid. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. we need all this time to plan. We got to figure everything out and make it perfect. And it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. And we made it perfect. And, you know, I think that's what makes us a good team. Yes. We're like, let's do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. make us We've empower, got a empower yeah. us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We could do a lot in a month. Yeah. 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 So, if you had to pick, like, your favorite moment from today, mm. if there's something that you, I mean, like, give me a moment, a story of... I think just, like, looking out and seeing all of these young, young people, these young yes. queer people, mm. is incredible. Like, it makes mm. me... I'm gonna cry, yeah, yeah. But I think just coming from my background, like, Christian school, small town... I didn't come out until I was like 20. Yeah. So to see these like high schoolers and middle schoolers like with pride flags on and like their pins with their pronouns, it's just really cool to see. And I didn't ever experience anything like that. So I just feel like my heart is so full for all yeah. these kids that get to express themselves so young. And you helped create a space yeah. for that today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's beautiful, Emma. Thank you. Um, Similar. um, Just standing in the space today and just watching, like, the floods of people just walk in. Non-stop. And I was just... I just stood in awe and like yeah. someone like looking at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just in awe of what is going on. I'm just in awe of the traffic. I mean, I just walked around inside, outside just seeing all these people come together and show up our dear friends that came and showed up for us today was so sweet um but just really just in awe of like how this community showed up today and the young people and the old people and you know everyone in between so it was just really beautiful and i don't know why i felt like 
surprise because we didn't have great weather. Okay, right. po- podcast listeners, we didn't I, have great weather. Yeah. You know, and we had to move this I was inside. Yeah, shocked by the traffic yeah. because of the weather. Like, yeah, typically that's gonna yeah dampen it. I was like, okay, you know, I it's gonna be a slow day. How it would have been if it hadn't had that rain right. because this was right. Yeah, a lot. A lot. I, like, I couldn't leave because I was the door was it was just people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. like and like you said, kids with their parents and parents bringing their kids and it's just little baby in awesome. the rainbow heart onesie. Like, oh, like, so this is Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Just seeing the families, um, mm-hmm. the the young kids. It's amazing that we provided this space. I mean, it's a reminder Mm -hmm. that the queer kids are here Mm -hmm. and they always have been. And it was just amazing to see our community come together and just have this great day together. Yeah. 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 I will add one more thing. I remember um, one of our neighbors across the street from us, um, she came in and, and I didn't recognize her at first, but I was thanking her on, as she was leaving. She's like, thank you so much for having this event. Thank you for providing this space. And I hope you do it again. And I was like, you know, introducing myself. And she's like, I've met you before. I work across the street at the salon. And I didn't even realize it. And I was like, oh my God. Like for me, it was really cool to see, oh, someone from across the street who, I don't know, I thought maybe you didn't know, didn't, yeah. maybe didn't like us or, you yeah. know, you know, I was just kind of guessing that like, oh, you know, no one around us would show up, you know, and sure enough, she did, and she was, you know, it was really cool, yeah, I was like, wow, that was nice, yeah, so, I think there is always, there's always this, like, moment, like you guys were saying, there's this moment where you're, like, you're out of the, like, craziness of this morning, we got Mm -hmm. here, and we had to, like, rearrange things, and we had to, (laughs) because of the rain, because of the rain, because, and then, so, like, the the vendors came, and you have to, like, be kind of, like, where are they going, because every vendor, they have their own like thing but you have to think of all 20 of them and mm-hmm. so like as um, you know doing the markets they're they're the moment where you just take a step back and and you have a minute to think about like hey this is this is here but this was just so different i think yeah. than like other other markets because these people came because they were affirming mm-hmm. not yeah. just because they wanted to come shop they came right. and this like the vibe in here was just amazing mm-hmm. yeah it was just so much love yes. and so i'm so glad we went inside it was just people like would never have come i was like about people would never people have never come here or seen the space or anything like that if it wasn't for this event and it's just it's just amazing to like tangibly see the love yeah. of this community in action because mm-hmm. these children need to see that it is more than just the hate that's out there mm-hmm. yes and so this is you know this is not the last one it's the first mm-hmm. one of many mm-hmm. and we're just more emboldened to okay what can we do next yeah. Keep yeah. going yeah. because we've been like you know honestly we, we were like hello we have we got security we like we have it went down without a hitch yeah like no issues mm-hmm. um with like crazy people but we still were like well, i don't know yeah. if, you know because yeah. it's it is it's kind of the time we live in right now mm-hmm. right this is the time we live in where you're going to be scared to do something yeah. like this yeah and, and so the place yeah. we live in too exactly. yeah, yeah. I know. Oh my God, Lauren, you texted me at one point, like you posted about the event, and you lost like forty followers in one day. 
Yeah, it's it reached probably like sixty or seventy, <gasps> sixty or seventy followers. Um, and then we got one hateful phone call. Mm-hmm. Shut um, up. Um, yeah. We've heard much more good than bad, and but it's so we just try to focus on that. I think, exactly. I think that's great. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's that's the don't let the haters better move. Win. That's right. Oh, they yeah. will never and win. And that's the thing. It's like. You're so, because you they're the loudest, you, you mm, think that they're the right. only ones there, but it, that is not true. Right. Um, and today is a testament to that. Like yeah. it's not. It's and and it was just so. It was so nice to be, to feel like in a space where you're like these are my people. Exactly. You know, like sometimes you don't know, and because it mm. is hard, especially because you don't. You don't want to ostracize anyone. You don't want to like say, "Oh, I don't want to," because you don't want to be that person right. who says, "I'm not going to work with you anymore. I don't want you to be a part of." But it it isn't. It's a different feeling and energy when you know for sure that this person is yes um, has the same values as you. Do. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think people talk so much about values on the like other side of yeah. like you know. But we also have values. Yeah. It's not like we're valueless because we have this lifestyle. Because our value is different um, than yours. Yeah. 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 But right. we, you know, we live with our values just as you do. We didn't really hear much good or bad, but I don't know. There's just, we were, um, like, hearing from vendors, yeah. definitely. Like, yeah. people excited about being yeah. here, yeah. being as vendors, coming to the event. Um, but, I mean, really, it was... From, I mean, I told this people, and I heard this from people today too, but this event is so needed, and I'm so glad that we did it. We could have said no so many times out of fear, out of, oh no, the weather, you know, like we could yeah, have changed our mind, you know, yeah. about any of it. And we didn't. We stuck yeah. to our guns, and we rolled with it, and we made it work. And we showed up for the community because it was time. It's time for this to happen. We are not going to just whimper down and just be small forever because that's how they want this community to feel. But Mm -hmm. that's not what we're here to do. So we're going to keep showing up. The part that I'm really excited about is the the young children or young kids or young adults or whatever, them making connections, finding other people that can maybe support them yeah and like, yeah. i'm excited to see what happens from this like what yeah. what collaborations happen out mm-hmm. of this like what people mm-hmm. were you know who was able to meet each other because right. of this yeah. Um, yeah. space that we created yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely awesome. special day happy pride happy yeah. pride happy say it louder happy pride <laughs> 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 joining us for episode 9 of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. This week's music was brought to you by me. That's right, my jazz band Megan and her goody goodies does have an album and this week's tune uh, was provided by me because I wanted to ensure that 
the musicians played on this episode fully support the LGBT community. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We'll be sharing extra stories, special cocktail or mocktail recipes, and more, so don't miss it. Finally, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience share more stories, and build an even stronger community. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden.